Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Boss to Boss. Today's guest is a 16-year-old entrepreneur, author, keynote speaker, and social media influencer. He is a self-made millionaire and co-founder of Maddox Publishing and has published nine books already. He has been named the top 20 most motivational people on the planet. I don't even have to say your name, but for those that don't know, Caleb Maddox, what are you going to do when you're 20, man? You're running out of things. <laughs> I know, right, man? I got, I got a long life ahead. I got, I got a lot of things I'm still trying to do. So honestly, what I'm going to be doing at 20, same thing I'm doing now. I'll just be doing it at a bigger scale. So my life is already what I'm doing, inspiring people, helping people have a 180-degree transformation. That's what I'm about, bro. You, okay, 180-degree transformation. I don't think anyone has heard of that yet, but maybe recently. But this is – if you're listening on Boss to Boss Live, it's, uh, you're getting a little sneak peek but yeah. it's not live right now. But uh, for those following and want to see more of Caleb and follow his work along with this interview, be sure to check out at Caleb Maddox, whether it's Instagram, yeah. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or even on Snapchat. We got Caleb Maddox 13. Oh, and yeah. it's, yeah. So we got C A L E B M A D D I X. I know it's not the traditional way, but uh, you know, now Thanks. people will know that and they will know it even more. So 180 movements. Yes, sir. Tell us a little more about that. So you are getting exclusive. You said sneak peek because we're filming this interview, and I know it's not releasing for about a month. And I actually haven't launched what I'm talking about right now, but it's the it's the main focus coming up, or one of the main focuses. It's got a lot on the table, but this is the thing that I'm definitely going to be eating first. This is what I have the most appetite for on my plate right now, and that's the, the 180 move out. Yeah, look, you can I see, see it. it. I see it. The 180 move. So basically the concept is this. You know, For me, my life, You know, to give a little of a backstory – Literally what I do, because people ask me all the time, what do you do? My answer is I impact people. Like if you look at every company I own, I own you know, coachandspeak.com, which is previously known as Maddox Publishing. We're kind of transitioning over. Um, literally it helps people write books and, and coach and speak on stages so that they can help people have a 180 degree transformation. You look at what I do on social media, all the content I put out. I'm not putting out funny videos. There may be some humor in there, but every content, every piece of content I put out is is you know focused on helping somebody have a 180 degree transformation. You look at literally any company I own, anything I do, any connection I make, every single thought that I have goes into impacting people. But I don't just want to do it how most people do it. And this is the concept of 180. Is like mm-hmm. I don't just want to inspire someone. You know, I don't want someone to smile because of one of my videos. I know that's awesome and, you know, it's cool. I hope, you know, I make millions of people smile. <laughs> but what I'd rather do is help thousands of people have transformations. And that's the content that I'm putting out. That's why I do these interviews. That's why everything I do is to help people not only have, you know, uh, hear a quote they like and repost on Facebook, but I want people to have that 180-degree shift. And the thing is, you see, there's a few people in this world. There's really three people. There's some people who have zero-degree shifts. Meaning they stay stagnant their entire life. And that's the majority of the population. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who have good intentions and they have 360 degree shifts. So they change their life up a little bit and they're here. And then they flip back into their old ways. Oh, I need to get healthy. And they get healthy on New Year's and then flip right back. What I want is for someone not to have a 360 degree transformation, not to live their life having zero transformation, but to have a 180 degree shift and stay there and never shift back. 
And that's that's my mindfulness of everything I do. And mm-hmm. I, I, let me start off with this because you know I'm not just here to like promote my thing at all. That's not like literally what I'm saying is I want to impact people. Where a lot of people go wrong though is they don't have that mindset. Their mindset is focused on something other. They're motivated from the wrong place. You know, they're they're focused on making money, having cars, you know, hooking up with women or getting that guy to like them or whatever it is. Oh, and they're yeah. so on exterior things that really have no substance that they immediately lose motivation. They lose motivation because they have the wrong motives. That's that's the, the whole reason. When your focus is on other people and your focus is on impacting people and on, you know, I don't want to make a million dollars. I want to make a million dollars so I can use that to impact people. I want to make a million dollars so I can give my family freedom. When you shift your focus so much on you and you shift it more into other people and to things that actually matter, that's usually whenever the shift changes in your life and when you start to see real results. And number one, and that's the first thing, you start to see results. And number two, when you get results, you're actually fulfilled. Because there are people who their focus is making money and they may go do it, but then they're empty. And I met those people. I met people who have $250 million in their bank account and are miserable. And I've also met people who have a million dollars in the bank account and are extremely happy or 12,000, but it usually has to do with the contribution that they're doing to the world. And usually their focus is on impacting people. I know you're not just saying this, you're actually doing this. When I met you, I met you at Thrive a few months back and you're not just, you know, you're not sitting there talking about what you have, showing off flashy things. You're actually there. You're talking to everybody. You're, you know, you talk to me, you, you introduced me to Anthony Wynn. I'm going to give a shout out to, (laughs) uh, he's a talented camera, cameraman and social media guy that works with you. And, um, yeah, you know, you're just, you're being so real and you mentioned this before. It's not like you just talking about it now. You talk about Bill Gates, how, He's giving back money all the time and, you know, he's actually doing good with the money. And if, if, if any, if each and every single one of us could just do a little bit more, that's going to make such a bigger impact. And that's the thing. People, you know, they look at me and they say, well, you're a millionaire by 16, you know, or about to be 17 here coming up. When this interview released, I'll be 17. So here we go. First ever interview me saying I'm 17. But like they see me and they're like, oh, yeah. 17 year old millionaire, right? Like, you know, you must be so money obsessed. Money isn't everything. My answer is always like money literally is not everything for me. Like it's actually basically nothing. Like for me, I care so little about money because I've had money come in the bank account. You know what it is? It's a number. I've had a P I've gotten cash. You know what it is? It's a piece of paper. The mm-hmm. money is nothing for me. It's a thing behind the money. And people say, well, you're a millionaire. Aren't you focused on money? No, I'm a millionaire because I wasn't focused on money. I was so focused on my mission and I made my mission so big that the money had to lag behind. Remember, money follows contribution usually. You rarely see people who have created movements and didn't do well for themselves. Mm-hmm. You rarely see even you know celebrities, right? They had all these followers. They usually have money. Why? Because when you contribute in some way, usually the money follows. And that's where most people get it wrong. They're focused on the thing, uh, they're focused on the thing that follows the mission rather than their mission. You gotta be focused on the mission, and that's where the breakthrough happens. You know, I was actually I was just watching a video with Anthony yesterday, and I, we can yeah. go on this. Because this is like for my sure, for sure. session is allowing people to know, like, listen, it's impact over income. But um, I was watching a video the other day, and it was my first ever episode of the journey, which a journey is uh, the journey is a, a vlog I do on YouTube where I vlog my day. Mm-hmm. And I did one. I, I started whenever I was fourteen, and I filmed the video of me at fourteen, and I said, um, you know, I, I worked from like five a.m. to like two a.m. or something at like the age of fourteen. Like I just had so much passion, and I said in there, I was like, you know why I do it? I do it for the million. Meaning I do it because I want to make the million dollars. I literally said that. And I remember watching it being like, that doesn't sound like me at all. Like, why did I say that? And the next episode it. of the journey, the next episode of the journey was called Impact Over Income. 
And I literally said, guys, I had a realization. I'm not, I'm no longer focused on the million. I'm focused on the people I can impact with that million. Mm -hmm. I'm focused on impacting people. And if I can impact 5 million people, it's guaranteed that I get the million. And like to see that shift from like that one vlog there. And that's the problem. Most people are that one, the, the episode one of the journey, Caleb Maddox, meaning they're focused on the million, the money, the result, the, the car, the things with no substance. Start focusing on the things that matter and you're going to start to matter a lot more than you already do to this world. That's that's uh, perfectly said. I can't really top that, but uh, it's funny how you bring it up. You know, it's a circle and 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 money. And can you explain to me like how did you lose that sense? Like what what age did it click? I guess right there at fourteen. Because initially your story, it's crazy. You actually got money from your dad early on. For those that don't know that. So like where where it all started for me, uh, I was seven years old and I went over to a friend's house, right? And whenever, when I went over to this friend's house, we were sitting on the couch playing video games. And that's the only time I got to play video games as a kid. My dad didn't let me. When I go over to friends' houses, we'd sit there and play video games. I was like, Sleepovers, man. Sleepovers so, were my favorite. Sleepovers <laughs> were the game, bro. You know, you always ask your parents. So we did those sleepovers, and, and I was sleeping over, and it was the morning after. And, uh, you know, we, we were playing video games. And my friend's mom walked up to him, tapped him on the shoulder. We're sitting on the couch, and uh, we both looked back real fast because, you know, she tapped and then she got all excited and handed him a $20 bill. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shoot. At seven years old, man, like $20 is a lot of money. Yeah. Like, like it's, that's like more than me having a million or whatever like now, right? So I was like, dude, what did you do to get that $20? And he told me about this concept called chores. That anytime he would take out the trash, do the, we all know this, right? Do the dishes, whatever. If he did it every single month, if he did his chores, he would get paid $20 at the end of the month. And I immediately felt screwed over by my dad. I was like, oh, my goodness. I have been doing chores. Breakthrough. <laughs> Yeah, for free though. My dad hasn't been, he's not even giving me five bucks a month, let alone, like he's not giving me anything. So first thing I did whenever I saw my dad, I said, dad, you haven't been paying me your chores. It's unfair. All my friends get paid your chores. I want to get paid your chores. He looked at me. He said, no. And I'm saying no changed my life because he didn't just say no with, you know, being uh, rude or whatever. He had a better idea. He said, listen, Caleb, you're not going to get paid to do these things when you're older. You're not going to get paid to take out the trash unless you're a trash man. But I know that's, you know, not your current uh, goal. Unless you're going to be, you know, work at a restaurant and do the dishes, you're not going to get paid for that. So why would I pay you to do that stuff now? He said, I'm going to pay you for what you are going to get paid for. That's the books that you read, the things that you know, the lessons that you learn. So my dad started paying me $20 for every single business and success book that I would read and write a report on. And him doing that from that moment forward really did influenced me and changed my life in a lot of ways because I started, you know, first ever book I read was The Success Principles and I read Think and Grow Rich and then he started paying me to read these books and I started picking up lessons that now I've translated into me being able to be uh, a millionaire by the age mm-hmm. of 16 years old. So I think uh, that that was a huge thing for me and, that, and that's the first step really is having an obsession to learn, a hunger to learn. You know, I would say like it's like, going, it's like a lion who hasn't eaten for 13 days. Mm-hmm. They're hungry. You know what I mean? They see something, they're going to chase after it. Oh, yeah. That's the type of hunger you need to learn. Most people, they're not hungry enough to learn. Therefore, they never know the things they need to know to get to where they want to get. And that's the thing. And so I, I developed this hunger to learn of like, you know, even today I just met up with Nick Santanastasso. Is that right? I got it. I got it. Um, he's, he's insane. He's killing the game. You know, he's, yeah. Yeah. You know him. He was he at Thrive as well. Yeah. He was at Thrive as well. That's all I was yep, saying. So yep. we just got done with, uh, with hanging out. That's and awesome. And the entire time, literally, I'm just asking him questions. Why? Not because I'm trying to make conversation. I literally didn't think about it once. I just want to learn from the guy. I want to pick up. And when you are hungry to learn, you get fed results. When you're hungry, you get fed. And uh, that was the first step that my dad did that, that really influenced me 
and uh, got me to, to have the mindset that I have. Yeah, you, you don't hear that often, especially like being uh, uh, other countries are a little different. But being in America, you know, it's 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 about, you know, getting your video games and getting your sports That's in cool. and all that. Uh, so I'm going to put you on a hot seat right now. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope you're ready, man. How do you feel about obviously you're doing you're doing amazing. You're doing very well and you're happy with where you're at. And it's pretty obvious. But how do you feel like, you know, your childhood, you didn't have that traditional childhood. Yeah. You know, do you do you ever like look back and are you like, oh man, you know, I wish I got to do that and said I was doing this. Do you ever like, does that ever cross your mind? Let me explain this to you, right? I get this question all the time. I love, I love it. It is a curveball because not a lot of people have the guts to, to ask it. So I do appreciate that. I mean, I answer I feel. Someone on a high rise, 30 floors up, and they're looking at the entire city. They see it all. They're not going to be sitting down. And, and looking at people walking and be like, oh, man, like they're all walking. I'm missing out on walking like that. They're all on the ground. Like, you know, they live on the bottom. No, they're going to be like, man, what a privilege to be at this floor that I'm on, to be able to have this view. Mm-hmm. And that's how I view my child. People view it as I missed out on something. I didn't miss out on something. I just gained what most kids weren't able to gain. And that's I was happy. I was able to influence millions of people. I was able to travel the world and, and get to meet people that I idolized. I was able to make memories that, that kids could ever dream of. Like what most kids get to do in uh, their entire 18 years, sometimes I would get to do in a, in a month. I lived in an, an extraordinary childhood. So for me, a lot of people say, you know, aren't you missing out on your childhood? I'm like, first of all, I, I really do believe I'm more fulfilled. Not just that I have more fun or whatever, you know, because there are times that are difficult. There are yeah. for sure. But I'm more fulfilled, more happy, and more set up to live the life I want to live than the majority of kids are. So people ask me, like, do you ever uh, – what was it like sacrificing it? I, it wasn't a sacrifice. The sacrifice was some of the, the work I had to put in. There were some yeah. things I had to miss out on. But for me, it wasn't a sacrifice. It was an ultimate gain of being able to live this, this life that I live. And I think the problem is most kids just aren't able to live the life I've lived. And if they did, you know, like I, got, I still get to hang out with my friends go play basketball whatever it is yet i also get to do what it is that i love doing so for me that's my my mindset and then also i always ask adults this i'm like okay so you know you say that i miss out on my childhood okay that's fair what do you mean by that and they're like well you know you don't get you know like like kids are just able to have fun and then i go back to the first thing number one i have fun but number two let me put it to you this way why are you supposed to only have fun in your childhood aren't you missing out on your adulthood if you're not having fun because you didn't do any thinking when you were younger now you pretty much hate your life because you're in a job that you hate and you're missing out on your adulthood so for me not only did i not miss out on my childhood but i gained my childhood had an amazing childhood but i'm also setting myself up for my adulthood and that's my mindset on it is childhood's not the only time that's supposed to be fun it's a lifestyle of of fun and quite honestly some people that they they think that um that life constantly has to be enjoyment yeah you know, like it's not about enjoyment for me. It's about fulfillment. It's not just about always having fun or going and like spray painting somebody's building or like, you know, toilet papering a tree or like, you know, like whatever most kids think is fun. For me, I really get to live a life of fulfillment and see that I'm impacting a lot of people. And that to me is the, is the coolest thing of all. You that's, know? A, that's amazing. That, that answer. Uh, you literally took what I had and just ripped it apart. That was, <laughs> that was awesome, man. Uh, like that, I couldn't have pictured that set any better. Because who, who said that childhood has to be one way, right? Who defined childhood in a book that it has to be this way, oh, right? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with going against the norm? What's wrong with that? That's, that's the thing. Like, people are comfortable with average, mm-hmm. but average 
always look up to the above average. You know what I mean? Like, I always find it funny because, like, I'll be at family get-togethers, right? And, like, you know, my family's really supportive. But, I, I like, there have been family members that have been like, you know, oh, like, are you sure you're doing it this way? Are you sure? You're thinking a little unrealistic or whatever. And then I get to family get-togethers, and then, like, they're all talking about the people who were unrealistic. Like, oh, did you see LeBron James dunk that he did? Oh, did you see – or the, an Amazon package shows up. And they like like they don't realize that Jeff Bezos had to be unrealistic for an Amazon package to show up. They're using a flipping iPhone that Steve Jobs created where he shifted an entire culture yep. into using one device. It's like average people, they, they think everybody needs to be average, yet they idolize the above average. And I realized at a young age and decided, you know what, I'm going to be that above average person. So tell me then, when did you have that moment of sort of an, an awakening? Because I uh, obviously at 14, you had a big breakthrough. But for me, I feel like it happened so much later in my life. And maybe that's just the way I was raised, the things I was fed, you know, the things I was led to believe. But it could definitely happen not, you know, not until like end of grade school, maybe high school that I sort of like woke up and realized like, you know, OK, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It all starting to make sense. I feel like that almost happened to you much, much younger. Do you, do, you, do you remember that moment? Well, I think it did start whenever my dad started, you know, having me read those personal growth and success books. I started reading these people who were really great. And I noticed like, like it's not like one success book or one personal growth or one business book told me one way. And then the next one told me another way. It was like they all basically were saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I became really good at studying patterns. And I realized like, okay, there's a couple people I look up to. I, lo- I love Derek Jeter. You know, he was a baseball player, shortstop. Oh, yeah. He's love Derek Jeter. I grew up like him and I read his book and like read how he was a child and how his friend hated him because all he ever wanted them to do was pitch to him. He could hit. Like, or throw him. Like, that's all he wanted. So I remember like picking up on that path. And then like, I loved, uh, you know, like uh, all sorts of people. I loved Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. And I like studied him. It was how he lived. And I started picking up on patterns. And I think the power is in the patterns. The reason for the thing that a lot of people go wrong on is they're so oblivious to patterns. They're oblivious to the wrong patterns and to the right patterns. They keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and then wonder why they keep ending up in the exact same place they were before. Well, you've got to realize there's a pattern. Once you break the pattern, you get your power. At the same time, literally all you have to do is look at the patterns of successful people. Look at these, you know, read books, watch videos, watch his interviews, like whatever, and pick up on the patterns. And you just literally put those patterns into your life. And it all will change for you. So that, that's where it was for me was I realized the powers and the patterns. And I just started realizing, wait, this person thinks this way. This person thinks unrealistically. This person works really hard. This way. And I just found all the patterns, put it together. And that's how I gained my power. And all this, everything is free. Like, you know, we could literally tune into podcasts, tune into audiobooks, pick up books at a library. It is free. It's right in front of us. The craziest excuse. There's two excuses I find crazy. Number one, mm-hmm. I don't have time. I think that's crazy. You do have time. It's what you're doing with your time. You know what I mean? But the real crazy excuse is I don't know how. If you ever say that excuse, I don't know how, I'm going to go into Google Translator. I'm going to use the translator. Not Spanish, not Russian. I'm going to look at – it's going to be the truth translator. And what it's really going to be saying is I don't want enough. I don't want it enough. I don't want it enough. That's what it would translate to. Like, I don't know is literally the number in 2018, 2019 coming mm-hmm. up. In this day and age, that is the craziest thing. I don't know. Uh, why didn't you become a chef? You always want to become a chef. Well, I didn't know how to cook. Did you ever YouTube it once? Did you ever watch cooking shows? Did you ever read a book on it? Well, mm-hmm. well, I, I didn't know how to you know, run a Facebook ad. Did you ever Google it? Did you, 
Google should become your best friend. YouTube should become your best friend. Podcasts should become your best friend. Books, the library, Amazon.com, all that stuff, audiobook, that should become your best friend because literally it's no longer you don't know. It's only you don't want it enough. For example, weight loss. Like I've literally talked to people, I don't know how to lose weight. It's like, dude, like there's literally 50,000 things out there. The real truth is you don't want it enough yet. If you want enough, you'll find it. And the key is this, it's obsession. Mm-hmm. You have to have an obsession towards something. If you want success, you have to obsess straight up. Like we were watching Will Smith today, me and Anthony, a win, my dog, 180. Uh, we were watching yes, uh, Smith, right? And he was talking and he was like, I was just so obsessed. Like I wanted to find out how to act. And he kept using the word obsessed. And you have Ed Milet. Ed Milet's over here using the word obsessed. Oh, Tony yeah. Robbins says hunger. All these people, you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, when I when I was at his house, he told me, he was like, my goals were the only thing I could think about. I annoyed people. So like if you realize all this because of people, they just had an obsession. Like that's the key. Once you have an obsession, everything else will fall into place. Not the information, but if you have the obsession to obtain the information and to put in the work, once you find the information, put in the application, mm-hmm. that's what lead to your transformation. So how would you tell somebody that, you know, let's say a year and a half ago where I was at, I was sitting in my, I was, I was an accountant sitting in my cubicle and now here I am, you know, running a business, running a podcast, meeting amazing people like yourself. What would you tell those people that like I was there and I didn't know like what the hell it meant to like get up and do something different? What would you tell the ones that are, you know, messaging me with, with excuses and things like, you know, I don't have multiple streams of income yet. I don't have enough set aside. Uh, I, I caught the wave way too late. What would you tell them? I think the key is like, like all those things are really excuses that cover up the fact that you don't have your obsession. And the real question is how do you find your obsession? Because if you have your obsession, you're going to obliterate your excuses. You're going to obliterate all that stuff. Here's the key to finding your obsession. If you currently don't have your obsession, are you ready for it? It's very simple. Make your obsession to find your obsession. That needs to be your current obsession. You need to try things. Testing. Listen, I thought I was going to become the world's number one magician. I thought I was going to become the shortstop in your Yankees. I thought I was going to own the largest health company in the world. I've tried so many things and it finally clicked. Like even lately, like I'm even getting more clear with what my obsession is. Finding out it's 180. Boom, blowing this up. Like, the, like, a, like you literally have to make your obsession finding your obsession. Like constantly thinking, like testing things. What do you light up about? What do you – just trying things. Try like, okay, well, do – I like this. Yeah, I like it. Keep doing it more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your obsession turns into an obsession. You know, like so, like sometimes it's not an initial like something that you're obsessed with. Sometimes it's just like I like this. Do a little bit more. It's like like a lot of sports. Kids like they don't uh, they're not immediately obsessed with let's say basketball, but they played when they were six, and then they're like I like this. And then seven they started to find out oh wait like you know I'm not the best and they got better mm-hmm. and then oh shoot and then like it becomes a burning desire. It's like the book Think and Grow Rich. That's what it says like. You have to say your goal so much to where it becomes a burning desire because you're so physically attached to it. And that's the thing. You have to become your goal. Before you can achieve your goal, you, got, your goal, you have to become your goal. Can you explain you that? To, yeah. So you have to literally – it has to become a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Like me and, and my goal to have people have an 180-degree transformation, I, am, I talk about it so much. I take actions toward it so much. That's now who I am. It's no longer – um, you know, I'm Kale Max. If I didn't accomplish my goal, no big deal. It's like I literally, my confidence is in my mission. Like I am my mission. Literally, when I talk to people, like literally, all I can talk about is my mission. Like become a part of that. I know it sounds crazy, but you'll you'll realize the more you do it, it becomes a part of who you are. Like and that's why athletes have a hard time when they're done with their sport mm-hmm. and then like doing more things in their sport or whatever. It's because they literally become like one with it. Like it's literally like like 
I'm a basketball player. That's who I am. So that's that's the thing. Become obsessed with finding your obsession. And that's why say, they. That's why they start coaching. That's why they start doing the TV, right? All that stuff. So what if? But what if you're trapped then in the office and you know you're literally you do that nine to five, you two hours commute, two hours back, you're burnt out. You come home, you watch TV. Same thing all over again. How do you step out of that? So a trap. Um, number one, a lot of people are actually trapped. Uh, a trap to me is like literally you could not get out, mm-hmm. like communism. You know, like some people are trapped, legit. Yes. You live in America or a first world country or a country where you're in, you're, you're really not trapped. You're trapping yourself. Like you're not forced. Like it's not like legally you have to do this job that you hate. Like most people aren't trapped. So stop believing you're in a trap. Start to prepare to break out of it. Like obviously I'm not a, an advocate of just, I mean, it, it depends on the situation. If you're young, definitely. But like, you know, if you're established and like whatever, like, it may be a transition process to get out of the trap. You might just not just quit your $450,000 a year job right away, but at least be working towards it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some people that are trapped. You know, like they have families and like literally like they, you know, like if they quit right now, their family's going homeless. That's where like you realize it's not like it's taken 24-7. You have to use your free time that you have. And I think that's where a lot of people get like um, what I would say is unsuccessful people are not productive with their time. Average people – like people have some success or whatever, are productive with their time. But successful people, people that we look up to, they're productive with their free time. Exactly. The free time that they have, they are so locked in. They they use it. They utilize it. You know, they go from this to this. They have five minutes in between. They're returning emails. Even at Thrive. I, I really noticed this at Thrive. I was like, wow, you know, because we're sitting here in a room backstage, uh, all the speakers. We got like Naveen Jain, who's worth $8 billion. He would not stop doing something. Like even – even if like like he'd be in a conversation, right? The moment the conversation ended, he's on his phone returning emails. Yeah, he was walking in circles. Like guy. literally watching Link is like he's maximizing every second. And when he maximizes every second, he's squeezing all the juice out. There you go. That's why people are like, Well, your cup is so full. His what's like, dude, every day I've just been like squeezing as much as possible. And most people they just hold it and they're like, Why is there no juice in my in my cup? How's that analogy for you? Right? Like like that's it though. Like you have to squeeze your time. <laughs> so a lot of you guys have time, it's like Maybe, you know, maybe you go to your job that you're trapped in mm-hmm. and maybe from the next, you know, this next six hours you have instead of watching a show or doing something like that, you know, you're going to spend that time doing something productive and working towards getting out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Have you hit, have you hit burnouts like at all yet? Or, you know, like, is it, are you doing steps to avoid it? Cause I, that's something that other people, other people would say that if you're going full out at it at all times. Uh, well, here's what I would say. Number one, if you burn in, you don't burn out. Meaning if you have a burning desire inside your chest, like it's, it's an obsession. It's not a hobby, you know, like you, like if you kind of play golf a little bit, you might get burned out of golf, right? Like, it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm not feeling to go today. But if like Tiger Woods, like he can't stop thinking about it. It's his obsession. When you burn in, you rarely burn out. Um, so I, I'm so obsessed inside that it's rarely like, oh, you know, whatever. Um, distractions are the number one reason people burn out. It's not that they burned out. It's just that they they got distracted from their obsession. I think that's a huge part of it. Is like you know you didn't burn out. You just got around the wrong people. Or you know another thing you know maybe because I always feel like this. One of my mentors, his name is Dean Graziosi. He talks about this as like you know like you have to view your life as like you're like almost like a like an iPhone type thing, right? Where like mm-hmm. there's a charge. Like you know if you're hanging around people that charge you, you're gonna be have a full tank. If you're hanging around people that drain you. Well, don't complain whenever you get down to zero and you don't feel any energy. 
It's like, how do I have energy? Well, just like think about actual energy. Like think about like like generators that literally create energy. They're moving. They're doing something, right? A lot of times, whenever it's, it's whenever it goes dead, and then you know icicles start to get on it, and it's like it just like freezes. That's whenever you start to burn out and say, oh, it's not moving anymore. When you stop moving, usually you stop wanting to move. You, when you stop moving, you stop getting momentum. So I think uh, if you burn in, you burn. You know, you won't burn out usually. If you if you if you don't let the shocks get to, you continue to gain momentum. Momentum keeps going. Momentum. There has to be something that halts your momentum. You know what I mean? Like if a train's going, 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 it's gonna keep going. There's a wall there. Boom! It might halt it a little bit. Um, and that's why you need to gain so much momentum through it. Even if there is a wall in your life, you still obliterate right through it. And, uh, so that, and it doesn't mean you can't get it fixed, right? Oh, you can't get it fixed and then keep going. That's why I do want to also say. Sometimes charging, like, like, listen, I, I don't burn out, but at the same time, I also take time for myself. Like, I, I want people go. to realize that. Like, I'm, I'm just giving devil's advocate because everyone, like, I'm not against time off. I'm just against people who don't earn their time off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, well, for six months, you know, and now you're taking a, a month vacation, but for six months, you really didn't do anything. You know, you, you kind of been in like a mental vacation the entire time, even though you're kind of where you weren't like all in. If you're all in, if you're able to step out, mm-hmm. but if you're, if you're just kind of like pardoning, that's where I have against like, dude, you know, you, you got to earn that time off. And when you know you've been going, listen, you deserve it. I just went, spent a week in Washington, D.C. and New York. Uh, you know, I'm going to go spend a week on Christmas in Illinois with my family. Uh, every day I take time to charge myself and make sure I'm not only working, you know, if I'm in launch mode, sometimes I'm constantly working, but sometimes I, I make sure I go for a rollerblade. I go play a sport. Yeah. Hang with my dad, right. It's important to take time off. Just make sure you earn it. That's awesome. When you burn in, you rarely burn out. Man, you got you have to put that on your wall. I love that. On the wall. All right. I, yeah, I don't know how often you use that, but I think you got it like that. Wow. I love that. I think I said it like three years ago on a live stream and I haven't, I literally, I just like just came back to me. So uh, oh, I, I think, I think, I think we're on to something here, man. Everybody, it's an exclusive on Bossed to Boss. So everybody, uh, everybody tuning in, be sure to check out Caleb Maddox, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. That's Caleb Maddox. Uh, you start tapping his name. It's going to pop up. You'll see it. And uh, now on to our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. All right. So really quick, here are the rules, and we'll get at it. Five seconds to initiate an answer for each question. Otherwise, my producer... Steve, he's, he's lurking around here somewhere. He comes out, and we don't want to deal with him, so let's just, let's just keep right. going. Let's just, let's just go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Without further ado, your favorite book? Ooh, Think and Go Rich. I love Think and Go Rich. Your greatest mentor outside of your dad? Oh, that was clutch. That was clutch. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, there's so many of them. Ah, shoot. Russell Brunson's one of them. I love Russell, Uncle Russell. Great guy. Is entrepreneurism a fad? I mean, I went back. One is also Sean Maroney. Sean Maroney is one of my personal mentors, so you guys got to check him out. The obesity revolution is sick. Anyway, go ahead. Is entrepreneurism a fad? No. If you're stranded on an island, what is the one item you want with you? I say a boat? I'm just being practical because I'm trying to be stranded. (laughs) Actually, I think you're the first ever person to say that. Really? Wow. That seems wow. like a base on a boat. Like I just want a boat. If I'm straight on an island, I want a boat. That's I think it. I'm, I think I'm never answering that question. Never asking that question again. I mean, you just you just ruined it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How do you drink your coffee? Ooh, straight espresso, straight. You know what you that should. means, right? You know what? what that means. I drink it straight black too. 
They say uh, the, a HuffPost uh, research study came out that uh, people that drink black coffee show psychotic tendencies. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <There you> <laughs> Sometimes I'll put like a little milk in there like to not be so psychotic, but usually I just like to get it over. Because I don't like the no. taste, but sometimes I need to get amped. So, yeah, yeah so. no, I mean, you know, I, I, a lot of entrepreneurs I interview, a lot of people say they drink it black. So there's a correlation there, you know, something about being out there. And yeah, because remember, like everything, like anybody, who, if you look at the worst people in the world, like the people that did big criminal stuff, they have a lot of the same tendencies as successful people. Yep. It was just put into something different. Like you'll notice that. I actually, I've studied like, you know, people in like actually very smart, just had the wrong motives. And what happened, wrong motives screw you up. What is the one item, one item you consume every day, whether it's something you eat, drink, or you wear it on you, but you need it every single day because it makes you you? 180 t shirt. (laughs) (laughs) If I, that, I mean, honestly, when I'm Every day, just like you know, film the content, stuff like that. So, I'd say that's probably the most. Honestly, what, 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 what can you repeat that? I said, like, my phone, like, a lot okay. of times, I, I don't know, like, you know, I, I do take time off my phone, but for the most part, on a daily basis, you know, I'm not filming okay. and doing that type of stuff. So, okay, okay, I feel like I, I can change the world on my phone. That's all I need. How do you feel about uh, white socks or just any kind of socks and sandals? Oh, dude, <laughs> um. I don't vibe personally. Uh, I, my I, my cousin Travis, he wears socks and sandals all the time, and I always try to get him not to. So I, I don't like it. I don't vibe. So you would be offended right now if I was. I wouldn't be offended. Party, like, on, it's a professional up, you know, upstairs party and party downstairs. Oh, so. I like <laughs> interviews. Like if you're doing interviews, I vibe. You know, like sometimes I'm not wearing pants whenever I do interviews. So I am right now. You can see the second. <laughs> yeah, you've sure. seen that. I'm sure you've seen that commercial, right? When a guy yeah. is sitting there and gets up. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and if you had an unlimited amount of money right now to start up any business you want, can't be 180 or coachandspeak.com, what would it be? Whoa. I feel like if there was one, I would already be doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know 100%. If I had to say. Any dang, industry, anything. I literally, I like, I, there's so many like thoughts I have, but there's nothing I'm obsessed with. I wouldn't start anything I'm not obsessed with. Then. If I'm obsessed with it, I'm doing it. So, I don't know. Okay. Well, I'd then. buy a sports team. I'd, I'd, buy a, I'd buy a sports team for fun. I like that one. That's actually a first, too. And the last, the most burning, hardest question. Can you think of a new name for uh, for my fellow over here? We're trying to give him a new name. Ooh, for the for the puppy? Yeah. The dog thing? Yeah, man. We're going we're gonna to be doing votes. And we're going to do a vote of the top names everybody gives out, uh, the, the, the interviewees. And then we're going to vote on which one wins. I like your podcast, bro. You have really good energy. You ask this is actually one of the most fun podcasts I've ever been on. Seriously, like I usually am like tired to the end. Like, dude, this you have me energized. Great question. <laughs> I don't know, like uh Appreciate if it. I because your podcast is boss to boss, I would just do like the like the boss or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like this like on brand. Um okay. that's all I can think of now. Okay. Culture, I like culture too. Culture one eighty. Okay. Culture one eighty or the boss. All right, Caleb. Everybody uh, Caleb's still there. I'm still here. Nothing, uh, you know, Steve didn't come out from the, from the woods. So we're, we survived. We survived the, 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 the test. We got it. We went yes, through it. Yes, we did. Uh, any closing thoughts, anything you want to share? I know you, uh, you're, you're building up 180 and coachandspeak.com. You want to share anything about that or anything else to the listeners? 
No, honestly, um, you know, obviously you can check me out anywhere on social media. Caleb uh, Maddox, C-A-L-E-B-M-A-D-D-I-X. You can join the 180 Movement, Team 180. Lastly, what I would say, keep subscribing to this guy because I know he's going to have a lot of big guests on there. He's fun to listen to. Uh, it's real good stuff. And so I say I appreciate everyone's time and attention. Seriously, like your time and your attention is pretty much your most valuable asset. So if you can spend that on us and especially me, you know, at the age of 17 when you're watching this, like that's a, that's always a, an honor and I hope you guys enjoyed it and hope to connect soon as well. Everybody, that's at Caleb Maddox, C-A-L-E-B-M-A-D-D-I-X. I can't do it as quick as you. It's been a pleasure having you on. I can't wait to talk to you next time to see where you're at when you're 18. <laughs> that's right. Keep being a boss. 180. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>